Hey, what's up? This is Doug Krish, and you're listening to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I hope you're having a great day and a great week. We've been uh, giving thanks every day, but especially on Thanksgiving. Great times were had, some good meals, some good wholesome fun. I hope you had the same. So today, we're going to huddle up. Huddle up is something, you know, come together and have some opportunity to share some of the feedback I've gotten with you and some of what has been recommended to me to check out and some questions, but also to remind us of what we're trying to do here, where we're trying to go, and how we're doing. So kind of a little, uh, you know, bring it together, guys. Now, I mean, every week I'm trying to bring it together. That's the point of making the podcast. Just... And this, when we get into the mission or the goal here, I'm trying to create a space of both self-reflection and cultural reflection. And I'm trying to put it out there so that you can tune in on Wednesdays or whenever you get the chance and perhaps have a place to to reflect. Um, now, a lot of people say we need more reflection in this society because there's so much distraction, so much chaos. So I hope this kind of plugs you into a different wavelength. And I'm thoroughly excited with how it's going, and I'm excited to be with you. So let's start with one of my one of the listeners sent me a clip from Family Guy, which is a kind of ridiculous and somewhat irreverent, but often quite poignant com- comedy, uh, cartoon comedy. And let me set up this clip for you. It's like you know, thirty seconds, forty five seconds, but it's for the characters sitting in a bar, and they're basically talking about um, starting a podcast. So it sort of lampoons the medium a bit, but that's fun. For those who aren't sure, I would say the definition of a podcast is a, a radio program that's produced and distributed over the internet, and it can be downloaded and listened to at any time. Now, podcasts often can be played on the radio, so it's a radio show that is available on demand. And because of this, it's allowing a lot of people to enter the radio arena. And I think we're entering uh, a really exciting, uh, stimulating era of radio via podcast because of all the independent production ability. So let's let's listen to this clip. Hey, you know what, guys? This right here, this rambling, boring conversation containing already made-before observations... This could be a podcast. Well, it's actually not a bad idea. Really? A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Let's do a podcast from right here in the booth. Who's in? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Is it happening? Are we doing it now? Awesome. Uh, We haven't done anything as a group since we went bird watching. All right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Ready? Hey there, the net. Welcome to the first episode of Thanks for the Clamories. I'm here with Glenn Quagmire. Hi. Cleveland Brown. Okay, this is yes or no. Y- you ready, Peter? Yes or no. French toast. Yes. French fries. Yes. French kissing. I, I don't know. These questions are weird. 
<laughs> ah, very nice, very nice. Oh, I went home for Thanksgiving weekend, took the bus down to the city, took the train out to Long Island, baked some great pumpkin pies and apple pies with my mom, taught my dad how to make turkey soup, good wholesome family time, some nice walks, a lot of joking around, feeling pretty thankful for what you got. Oh, I had one of my relatives ask me, yeah, the show's good, but what a, what, what is weather of the mind? I, I don't really still get that. Or what is, what is the, what's the point of the show? And these type of questions are very important for me and somewhat alarming, but I realize I'm letting some of the main themes and mission evolve because I didn't know how, um, how this relationship, how this broadcast, how this show would feel. So it's an ongoing process. But I would say one of my main missions in the weekly is to huddle up and get people together via the airwaves. And to remind people that their life is challenging and uh, the best we can do is approach it with courage. One of the original subtitles for this show is Practical Approaches to Emotional Health. And maybe I should promote that one more. Practical Approaches. And I'm going to talk about how do we just... Some basic cooking lessons. How do you take care of yourself and make sure you're cooking okay, you know? Because that's really important. How do we make sure that you're sleeping okay? How do we deal with the inability to sleep if that comes up? These are practical day-to-day approaches to emotional health. So it, so a lot of practical approaches, but also just some inspiration to kind of keep strong and keep, keep, keep plugging away and give thanks for the good times and give thanks for the tough times because that's where we learn the most, you know? So a few of these reminders. I mean, hey, I think Wu-Tang might have put it best when they said... It's got to be respected that what? That life is hectic. I like uh, quoting Wu-Tang because some of the listeners are like, yeah, that's nice. And some of the listeners are like, oh, Wu-Tang. That sounds like an interesting Chinese philosopher. i got to check that guy out. Or gal. But no, Wu-Tang is uh, pride of Shaolin, 90s hip-hop. Dropping some good knowledge over the years. We'll bump a little uh, on the way out. Another big feedback I received was from what episode resonated the most. And that was have to be the Dia, the Dia de los Muertos, episode 3. And in that one, we, ex- we explored ritual and what it means like to have a ritual that gives thanks and gives honor and finds peace with our lost ones. And... And this stimulated a lot of conversation when people spoke to me or wrote to me and said, yeah, we, we really do have a lack in, in our culture, meaning mainstream American culture, um, a lack of healthy rituals concerning death and, and the acceptance of death and the loss of our, of our loved ones and, and periods of mourning and how to move past the mourning and, and all these type of things. So... So I think that was really fruitful, and it also included a reflection, a tangent from a Rob Young lecture. My buddy Rob, founder of Green Cities, professor who passed in January. So I actually 
while I'm going through his lectures these days, I found another great tangent excerpt. And in this one, he talks, someone had asked him, or told him, Professor Young, you are so brilliant. And he's re- and he responds to that comment. And in a way, he kind of lays out a way of seeing the world and a way of learning. And I, I feel very connected to that mission and to that statement. So let me play that clip for you now. Yeah, there's nothing I wanted to address. Um, you were so kind to call me brilliant. Was it you who called me brilliant? Somebody called me brilliant. It was you, yeah. It's always nice to have somebody call you brilliant. Um, I'm not particularly brilliant, okay? And uh, I wanted to clarify that because I wanted... I mean, I'm a professor and you're students and I'm older than you are, right? And there's some differences. But one of them is not in capacity, mental capacity. You guys have as much as I do. I think that the thing that I want to distinguish the difference is two things. Um, One is, when a kid is born, one of the coolest things about when a kid is born, other than the sleep deprivation that they cause, is that you get to see a human consciousness unfold right before your eyes. And it's absolutely amazingly fascinating to watch. Um, my daughter, Lucy, who's now 10, when, she, when I was in graduate school here, she was six months old, nine months old, certainly young enough that she hadn't been socialized in really any solid way yet. And there were two deer outside the kitchen window grazing on the lawn of our neighbors. And I held her up to see the deer, and I said, see the deer? And she just went absolutely nuts, like sighted, crazy, happy, waving her arms and her legs, right? Eyes got big. And I think for her, it was sort of a biophilic reaction. It's like, oh, they have eyes too, and they're eating like me. Like, it was like, oh, others like me, right? It was a very excited thing. And so you see consciousness unfolding. What's amazing about children, little children, <clears throat> and I think about this a lot when I, like I was at the park yesterday and there were some people really being abusive to their children there. And the dilemma with that is always, do you intervene, do you not intervene? What's my role as an external person to somebody else's parenting style, right? They're being really abusive, these nice little kids. And basically what they're doing is they're taking this little luminescent being who's so full of wonder, right? Because they're yelling at him basically for exploring, right? Get over here, you know, like, leave that alone. I was in a bookstore at, at a national park on my way across country to come here and, at um, Mammoth Caves and one woman snarled at her kid what do you want a book about birds for? you know it's like because they're fucking amazing I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, in other words all of us when we're born as a matter of evolution and survival are totally fascinated with everything around us we're trying to download as much as possible constantly and we, you know, we stick things in our mouths and we touch them and we bite them and taste them. My four-year-old keeps licking the back of my head for some reason. <laughs> I think she's trying to transfer my bacteria to her, you know. And we're just all about the shiny object that we're in the front of, right? And it's a beautiful thing. And then what society does over the course of your lives, and you guys are sort of semi-damaged at this point, is we have these little cattle prods of socialization and we're like, you know, what do you want to book about birds for? Shut up and sit down. Get in your chair, you know. Until we, like, learn to be super, you know, and then evolution kicks in in a new way, which is like, I'm going to be defensive and I'm going to be careful here, you know. Guy in the blue suit with the billy club. Okay, be really respectful to that guy's a cop, you know. And we learn to shut it down. And then we have this whole culture of cool, you know, like... Don't be a nerd, right? Don't check stuff out. Don't be too excited. Be like low-key. Oh, I was all right. 
What'd you think of it, man? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. Think of the word, right? I'm cool. I'm not hot. I'm not excited. I'm cool, man. It's cool. It's cool. What'd you think of Mona Lisa? Eh, you know. How's Paris? Eh, you know, I've seen better. Um, and that's our whole culture of cool, right? Hey, you look at the picture, and the, you know, you look at photographs of uh, scene groups in the 1950s. And they're all smiling. Their hair's combed. You know, hi. Listen to our music, right? Now it's like, how surly can you look on the cover of your disc, right? You know, like, fuck, you don't buy my music, you know. <laughs> and, and it's like, what is that all about, right? It's about shutting it down, being cool, shut it down, shut it down. I'm lucky. I'm lucky, right? I'm not very really, lucky. I'm lucky in the sense that somehow, when I was a little kid. I, I never wanted to let, shut it down. And I've tried to, I mean, I've, you know, I've hit, got plenty of electroshocks in my life, but I've always understood them to be cattle prods, not the word of God. And I've tried to live my life in a way to feed that sense of wonder, maintain that sense of wonder, even expand it at times if I can. And that, coupled with the fact that I don't mind working hard, and you keep that sort of open sense of wonder that all of us are born with and working hard, which all of us are capable of, and you put that in a blender and keep the on button on for 55 years, and you end up with this. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I wanted to say. It's just because it's not like, oh, he knows so much about with 30 years war or something. This is just because I'm like, oh, I want to know about that, and I want to know about this. It's just like being a little kid. So don't let him talk you out of being a little kid. You know, it says in the Bible that the, what is it, the meek shall inherit the earth, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a way to come at the world. It's a way, we don't live long enough to be hard and cynical. Cynicism is, um, it's a false space. So keep your sense of wonder. All right? Class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that was so awesome. Thank you, Rob. Rest in peace, brother. You are with us in spirit. I think I'm creating a little audio altar for my man, Rob. And it's uh, it's great to share with you. And I like what he said about touching on educational philosophy, but practical education. Another theme of this podcast is lifelong education, but also education reform. What What are we trying to raise our youngsters to be able to handle? What type of world are they facing? It, it, it troubles me over and over again that we're not teaching people how to manage their emotions, how to cook, how to take care, how to understand finances, how to understand credit cards, like basic life. We got to make schools more like basic life skills, in my opinion, because we don't have a big tribe or a big clan to help us out with life. A lot of us are doing our taxes, cooking our meals. Keeping, you know, there's we're busy, and we gotta we gotta have the best strategy possible. But we gotta also, you know, keep making that time to strategize and step back and reflect. So, digestion and reflection, reflection and digestion, digestion and reflection. Rest, down, 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 down. Something like that, you know. Getting a little meditation, meditative groove here. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, audio editor here, um, Doug. Uh, before we head out. Uh, let them know uh, what's coming up in the next few months. Well, um, so after the new year, we're going to do the uh, talk about weather of the mind charts and encourage 
you to observe your emotional ebbs and flows for a few months. And we're also going to do the documentary film series. And that's going to be like an ongoing workshop where we look at a different documentary week to week for about four or five weeks. So we're really trying to uh, give you some materials for the winter time. And from now until New Year, I'm going to keep on processing these interviews that I've already um, done and bring you the highlights. Uh, keep uh, keep living and learning, and have a great week. Bye bye.